All right. Discussions of truth. This is Ian Trottier. I have no clue what episode number this is. I truly, truly do not. Uh, but I, I can tell you that uh, this program has been going since uh, January 3rd, I believe the date was, either 3rd or 4th. Let's go back. Confirm that, but it was uh, one of those initial dates in uh, January of 2016, meaning 2015 is basically when I started researching this information. We are now, of course, past the January date of 2022. Therefore, making this show, uh, wow, six years? All right. Seems like it's right. I may have this off by a year. I think I've got it off by a year. Uh, we're at five years into this, meaning 2016. Uh, I've got it. I've simply just I've got to go got to go back and look at the archive. But it's been it's been a number of years now, folks. It's been simply it's been a number of years, a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of commitment from a lot of different people to make this show go, to bring the messages to you, and along that way. Yes, there has been an encounter with the President of the United States. There's been encounters with governors, senators, uh, congressmen, and uh, and that's that's just that's that's simply what this effort of bringing forth truth brings out. And uh, there is <laughs> no greater a truth movement than there is today. There simply is no greater truth movement because what's happening, folks, is um, the truth seems to be uncomfortable for people, and it seems to uh, it seems to it seems to it seems to get people in trouble, right? Um, it seems to not pay, make people money, uh, or you know, rather, it seems to make people money. It, it seems to. The truth seems to squash the progress of certain people. So, therefore, they must live a lie. And they must uh, ferment and continue to nourish a lie in order to be productive and to live. The final flight of Chinook Helicopter, Extortion 17, will be the topic of discussion in about 10 minutes. With Gold Star, father, Charles Strange, whose son was aboard that uh, doomed flight. And Charles, look, we've gone into uh, Benghazi a couple times on this show with Chris Pirano. And as a matter of fact, this uh, Sunday, this Sunday, I'm going to be going into uh, another Gold Star uh, personnel. This is a widow. Uh, Michelle Black, the title of her book is Sacrifice. This is a Penguin published book, folks. Um, and uh, Michelle is going to go into the cover-up of Green Beret Brian Black, ambushed in Niger in 2017. Uh, extortion, extortion 17 uh, happened to... Uh, extortion 17 happened to take place in 2011, August 6th. Charles Strange is going to be joining me in a moment. Uh, I just got back from another wonderful Clay Clark event. Uh, Clay Clark event, uh, the reawakened tour with uh, General Michael Flynn. There are a number of people that attend those events and speak at those events and bring forth items of corruption. Uh, and obviously, in this day, these mandates seem to be simmering down. But, um, you know, without having spoken to Clay personally and asking him this question. Now, now Clay has joined the show. I, I certainly have spoken to him personally. But without having sat down and asked him this question, uh, I, I believe it may have been the, the vaccine debate and the mandate, the mask debates that got him involved in doing and producing his work. He's toys monthly tour stops. Um, 
now coming up on a one-year anniversary. I think uh, Oregon's next in slate, and then uh, there's a date in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach added. So, anyway, so um, but I believe it were it was the it was it was this um, the these mandates that got him involved, and of course the uh, and how crypto and digital currency intertwine into that. Um, I, folks, uh, will always be a proponent. As long as I breathe, I will always be a proponent of having any type of, whether it's digital uh, or any type of currency, um, must be exchangeable for metallic intrans- uh, uh, um, intrinsic value. I will always hold that stance. It will never change. Other than that, the, a currency is therefore fiat, uh, and it's completely useless. And that is basically what we have today in the U.S. dollar. And yeah, it is. It is astonishing how more, um, how more uh, uh, people simply do not speak out against this. The the the, Fed, the standard, the gold standard, was abolished in seventy one under Nixon. You know, we have been dealing with a a fiat, meaningless currency now for fifty years, uh, and you're looking at some some chess pieces move now on the board globally. Uh, Putin now targeting Ukraine to expand his stronghold on that oil pipeline there. What's it called? North Star. Um, Biden <laughs> wanting to preserve the oil in North uh, North America, turning down the shutting off the Keystone Pipeline efforts. Um, yeah, it's always about natural resources. This is what we this is what we give back to the planet, right? We consume we consume her wonderful resources, don't we? Uh, and then we bicker and fight about them. But um, chess pieces are moving because uh, this centralized banking system, uh, born really out of the Vatican, but uh, ran out of Basel, Switzerland, managed out of Switzerland, Basel, Switzerland, the Bank of International Settlements, uh, it has completely crippled uh, all currencies globally now. And it's been in that design now for over, over 100 years. But that's where, yeah, we're, that's where we're at now. And uh, yeah, this ridiculous critical race theories and all these, all these kind of theatrical components of social, cultural inner 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 minglings. Um, now, now a Russian—I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, now a Russian calling for the United States to give Alaska back to Russia, and that purchase had been nulled. And uh, it was a fort. Um, uh, yeah, just north of Point Reyes, the the fort, the, the former Russian fort there in California. He's asking for that back. Um, yeah, Chinese likely doing the same thing. Well, you're gonna have to go through uh, the U.S. people, and we are resilient, and we do demand the truth, don't we? We we do demand the truth. We do demand a transparency. At least I do, and that is what I have been doing now since since 2000. 16. So Sunday, folks, I'll be doing an episode with uh, Michelle Black. Um, and um, again, she is the widow of um, Green Beret Brian Black, ambushed in Niger. She says that that ambush was a cover up. Um, the past episodes with Chris Barano regarding Benghazi, you can find those right here on Discussions of Truth. Um, and then I urge you to. Also look into things like Bonds for the Win. Uh, Bonds for the Win are, are, is a group of people based in primarily Arizona right now that are demanding um, bond claim against the um, public officials that are misrepresenting them. And it seems like they are picking up some steam and doing doing work. So let me let me let me just prior to bringing Charles on, let me, let me state this. this is at a Smithsonian Mag Ed Derek D A. R-A-C-K, Ed Derrick, uh, reports. A few minutes past 2 a.m. on August 6th, 2011, at a dusty forward operating base 40 miles south of Kabul, Afghanistan, the rotors of two U.S. Army CH-47D Chinooks began to turn, operating with no lights, save for the faint green glow of night vision goggles and cockpit instrument panels. The two helicopters Call signs extortion 1717 and extortion 16 lifted into darkness and accelerated toward a destination less than 20 miles 
to the west. It was on that destination that one uh, six never. Don't think they, that 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 helicopter had ever attempted to land. At one seven, upon attempting to land, was uh, caught on fire and blown out of the sky. Basically, um, all thirty eight personnel above it. Highly trained, sophisticated special operations soldiers killed. Um, and there's one, there, there, there's one, there's one very interesting element to this piece. Now, General Flynn was somehow involved in that. Um, I have not spoken to him about it, but there's one interesting element to this story, and this is why people like Charles and others uh, are arguing a conspiracy. Whereas a cover-up, um, it was, I think, three months after the Bin Laden, supposed Bin Laden uh, compound raid and, and, and kill that this happened. Um, but this is the, this is what's interesting, is that instead of splitting the two groups into boarding the two helicopters, uh, the group was not split and one helicopter flew empty. Pause on that. So we'll get Charles's research now, a decade later, as to why he believes his son was killed that day. Um, and I appreciate and thank you for tuning in and listening to Discussion of Truth. Remember this Sunday, Michelle Black, with another uh, military cover-up story about her, uh, her husband, uh, Green Beret. Uh, her book, again, Penguin published, called Sacrifice. So Charles Strange, ladies and gentlemen, bringing on Charles Strange right now. IanTrache.com and uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Ian Trottier, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Charles, uh, Charles, Ian Trottier here. Welcome to Discussions of Truth, sir. How are you today? Okay. Good. Uh, Charles, uh, I have already made a, an introduction as to who you are. Uh, why don't you please make your own introduction? Uh, uh, tell, tell listeners who, who you are, sir. How you doing? I'm Charles Strange, co-star father of Michael Strange, killed in action August 6, 2011, along with 29 other brave Americans. In Afghanistan, uh, it was the biggest loss of life in uh, the Middle East and the biggest loss of life in the history of America. 22 of men were from death group, Navy Special Warfare. Now, two things jump out of me right there. Um, at that, On that date, that happens to be my birthday, August 6th. That happens to be the day of my birth, uh, Charles. But it's also a Trojan horse of sorts. We, we lost uh, some highly, highly sophisticated, direct, decorated, trained soldiers that day. What do you know, Charles, your your research into uh, this uh, debacle? Now, <laughs> we've now seen two Biden and Obama, and Obama debacles, two, two, two massive mockeries of our military system under those two men's leadership. First, I'm talking about extortion 17, Charles. And second, this uh, this this thing that, that, that Biden created here the last few months pulling out of Afghanistan. Give us your thoughts here on that. Well. Biden, uh, after the Bin Laden raid, two days after killing Osama Bin Laden, which my son was part of, uh, in Delaware at the Ritz-Carlton, says SEAL Team 6 killed Bin Laden. SEAL Team 6 killed Bin Laden. No one ever heard of SEAL Team 6 until Biden opened his big mouth. And that actually, Secretary of Defense Robert Gates spoke out, yo, what are you doing? You know, they put a target on my son's back and then 30 men that died that day. And uh, it was no coincidence, 93 days later, they get killed by, it was definitely an ambush. It was definitely done by design. Uh, we were in Virginia Beach, October 2011, at a briefing by General Colt. He did the investigation in two, two weeks on 30 men being killed. And uh, in that investigation, uh, which was like a horse and pony show to the Gold Star families, uh, they gave us a, a folder, 25 pages and a disc. But the 25 pages, you couldn't read. 
There was no ink in them, no toner. And um, the disc you put in, these little blocks pop up. And my wife, after about eight hours, finds out how to download the disc, which was encrypted. And uh, she got 1,364 pages. And it, it describes the towel man under the bushes, 30 of them on top of the trees, six IEDs around the... So it was definitely a setup. It was definitely done by under the Obama administration um, and Biden. And uh, it's a disgrace. Um, the NSA came after us. They tapped our phones, went in my computer. We won the first case in the history of America against the NSA. Um, Judge Leon called it Orwellian, 2013. And, and we went against Obama and the NSA. They bought 13 lures. Our rep, legal representation was Larry Clayman started Judicial Watch, and Obama actually talked about us while he was president um, before we went on vacation. Uh, the Gold Star family with the NSA were going to look into that, and they sure did look into it, and they uh, changed the law. They're allowed to go on your computers, go on your phone, and uh, look you up. Larry, Larry's a past guest on this show. He joined... Uh... Joined Discuss the Truth about a year ago, and uh, he openly called for this country in a nonviolent way. He openly called for this country to uh, start a, a, a second uh, revolution. Um, Larry did. And again, that's nonviolent, ladies and gentlemen, nonviolent. But uh, one of the things that s- speaks to me here, Charles, one of the things that speaks to me here is uh, Delaware. You're talking about Delaware, and, and, and what I talk about on my show is the corruption behind the banking system and how these things can get hidden under financial folders. And certainly the Federal Reserve uh, of 1913 being uh, unconstitutional. Uh, Florida Representative uh, Anthony Sabatini saying on my show just for the past few months that the Federal Reserve needs to be repealed. These international banksters are not only using us against uh, our Constitution, uh, but they're also using our military and men to fight these wars um, it, it, when they shouldn't be fighting these wars. Now, Delaware, of course, is uh, used as a place to register companies. Uh, you're talking about uh, Robert Gates, talking about SEAL Team 6. Why is it that SEAL Team 6 now becomes mainstream? What do you what do you know, Charles? Why is it be, before, certainly the SEALs were founded, I think, in 1979 or 1980, uh, this uh, special ops out of the Navy, um, they, they are founded maybe five or six years after the Delta Force had been founded. But, uh, but, but why is it that SEAL Team 6 around this bin Laden um, uh, uh, killing, uh, why is it that SEAL Team 6 now becomes a target? Why is, it, why is Obama openly stating, oh, SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 6? This, this should be highly classified. Well, my son came home after the bin Laden raid, and uh, that was June. Laden was May 1st. He comes home and he grabs me by the bicep. And he says, Dad, you wouldn't believe what's going on in this country. And I mean, he squeezes my bicep. I said, what? And he starts pacing. He says, Dad, you wouldn't believe what's going on in this country. And he starts talking about a will. He never talked about a will. And uh, all weekend, it was his birthday, June 16th. Dad, we had a big party for him, a bunch of cakes, 100 kids, you know. And he told all his friends about a will. And uh, Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, put a put a uh, bullseye on SEAL Team 6. And uh, you talk about, you know, what's going on. We were in Afghanistan for 20 years. Uh, Afghanistan's the same size as Texas. Are you kidding? We're the strongest military in the world. What you got to look at is them contractors that have been there for 20 years and Delaware. And Washington, D.C. with these senators and congressmen. They all have stocks in, in these uh, contracting companies that have been over there. Um, it's all in my new book, Relentless. Uh, I just wrote a book. My first time ever writing a book, me and Stephen Lachelle. And uh, it's online at Barnes & Noble for 20 bucks. But you can, it goes deep. I mean, uh, it, it's crazy what's going on there. Uh Exposing SEAL Team 6, you know, and then 30 men dying. Everybody in America should roll off their tongue August 6, 2011, the biggest loss of life. 
And I haven't stopped asking questions. I, I tried getting a congressional hearing. I had 42 of the parents, me and my wife, and uh, no, nobody will do nothing for us. Uh, I actually I met President Trump twice at the White House. He asked her to bring two gold, 10 gold star families down there. He did open an investigation for us. But there's still so many deep state people in the Department of Justice. If you call them up, ask for extortion 17, they go, we look at it, we're looking into it, and then hang up on us. Barack Hussein Obama, Dover, August 2011. All the parents are in the hangar. I didn't see him coming. I'm out of my mind, you know, and uh, he grabs me by the shoulders. He said, Michael changed the way America lived. Michael, and he, I grabbed Obama by the shoulders. I said, I don't need to know about how my son, son is. I need to know what happened. And I shook him, and his head went like a bobblehead, and uh, then the Secret Service guys grabbed me. But uh, then he came back, and he whispered in my ear, I'm going to look into this very, very, very deep. And that was 2011. And we pressed forward with Larry Clayman trying to help us and the Gold Star families get a congressional hearing. Uh, the deep state's deep. I'm never going to stop asking questions. Some of them 1,364 pages are in my book, Relentless. And uh, people need to know. People need to start stepping up asking questions. Look what's going on in our country. Look at, like you just said, 13 Marines that got killed leaving Afghanistan. Are you kidding me? You know, so... Uh, there's a lot of questions going on about everything that happened and what's going on with our military and the deep state and exposing the most elite team in the world, SEAL Team 6. I really believe Rob O'Neill came out and started talking so they wouldn't kill him. Charles, what do you think your son was talking about when he's trying to tell you about a will? And, and do you think, what, do you th what, was, what was he trying to say to you? What did he say to you? What, what, what was the will? What is the will? Somebody was setting them up. Um, he knew that somebody from the deep state, Karzai, the contractors, because they knew. You, do you ever, did you ever look at the heroin that's coming into America? We don't have that many people on morphine. Our, the, when we started the war in Afghanistan, we maybe got 15% of the poppy. Now you can Google it. We get 90% of the poppy from from Afghanistan. We don't have that many people on morphine. You know what I'm saying? And plus all the other uh, resources we get out of there. And then all the money to make off the bullets, the, the cars, the trucks, the, you know, and the contracting companies like Halliburton was. And we actually have a giant lawsuit going on. We have 352 Gold Star families involved from 2010 to 2015. Uh, Ryan Sparacino's our lawyer and Kellogg and Hanson out of D.C. Uh, we had the first case in October. Um, of course, because of the pandemic, we weren't allowed to come. And uh, they have some of the 1,364 pages. This is so big. We gave the lawyers the 1,364 pages. They called us two years ago on New Year's Day because we we're going to Jersey, going to Egg Harbor to see our friends. And the lawyers, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, we're on Atlantic City Press Expressway. He says, Mr. Strange, Mr. Strange, I know it's New Year's Eve, but uh, I've had three calls today on New Year's Eve from three lawyers. Some of the names that are in them 1,300 pages are some of the checks these contractors wrote to the Taliban. Kwari Tahir, Din Muhammad. I mean, in the 1,364 pages, it says the Taliban's names, where they went. You know, so uh, the corruption goes so deep, my friend, it's, it's unbelievable. And to kill my son? You think I'm going to lay down? You're going to threaten me with the NSA? You know, it, it's, 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 we're in big trouble here. And, uh, you know, it's all in my book, Relentless, Gold Star Fathers, Pursuit for the Truth. It's online at Barnes & Noble for $20 if you can. 
we, we started a foundation, the Michael Strange Foundation. Check us out, MichaelStrangeFoundation.org. We, we bring, that's how President Trump heard about us. We bring gold star families in for a weekend. We've done 10 weekends, over 400 gold star families we bought in. We pay for the hotel, the food, the plane tickets, since they already paid the ultimate price for everybody's freedom. And meet each other, you know, and talk. How you get through the birthday? What do you do on the holiday? We also bring a paid grief counselor. But uh, between that and, and fighting with, you know, trying to get answers, trying to get a congressional hearing, uh, we'll never stop. We'll never stop asking questions. Um, like you, you said, you know, exposing SEAL Team 6 and the corruption. Uh, Charles, tell a little bit about, uh, what, you know, uh, in regards to Joni Marquez. I know Joni Marquez very well. Um, Joni Marquez was in the C-130 above the helicopter extortion 17, August 6, 2011. Um, she asked to open up fire six times. She got denied by Obama because of the rules of engagement. And, um, they told us uh, all our sons were burned beyond recognition. I was in every paper in the world. There was eight Afghans also on that helicopter that day. Uh, 38 skulls and 38 C-spines, the only identifiable remains. And uh, Joni Marquez, I talked to her because uh, I got the autopsy of my son. And uh, my son wasn't burned at all. You could see the hair on his arms. And I talked to Joni, and uh, she said uh, my son was alive for 15 minutes. And um, she wasn't allowed to do anything. And uh, nobody came. And, uh, you know, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Joni Marquez also went out and spoke publicly about it. August 6, 2011, Extortion 17. She's been on quite a few different television shows, news stations, and, uh, you know, she's, God bless her, God bless her, you know. Um, she goes through her own, uh, you know, what goes on in our heads. It's like me, my son, he was alive. He told me, I called him up, I said, why'd you cremate my son? They said, well, the fuselage and the fire. I said, I got pictures of my son. He wasn't burnt at all. They said, where'd you get that? I said, just a couple words I'm not allowed to say on the radio, but, you know. And uh, I went to, I went with me and my wife, went to Washington, D.C. with them and showed people. And uh, they were trying to get us a hearing. And they ended up turning into an honor and remember of 31 heroes. And, uh it was huge. It was, you know, it's it's heartbreaking that uh, you can't get anybody held accountable. You know, so Joni Marquez, I love her. God bless her, man. She's fighting them demons every day, watching thirty Americans die and, and what went on there. And, and when I tell you the thirteen hundred sixty-four pages, that too it says about my son being alive. And, you know, the green light was was on for 15 minutes until it went red. First, I didn't know, you know. I was like, what are they talking about? Uh, then hearing from her and then getting the autopsy reports from uh, Dover, you know. Uh, God bless her, man. She stood up and uh, she went through hell, that girl. When she got out of the Air Force, she went down to Washington, D.C., talked to a senator. You know what he said to her? You keep talking about that, you'll do 75 years in prison. She went to a congressman. She said, you know, August 6, 2011, when the 30 Americans, I was in that, and they were able to open up fire, and I got denied. You'll lose your pension, the congressman said, if you talk about that. Like, that's how bad it is. So, uh, what know, about, uh, Charles, what about Jason Chavitz? What, what, what can you say about this person? What do listeners need to know about him? Hey, uh, Jason Chavitz, he's the one we took the picture of my son to, uh, that he wasn't burned and he, you know, he was going to do a congressional hearing. And that's where we have 42 of the parents or 40 of the parents writing questions with Larry. He said all the parents can ask the questions except for Mr. Strange, except for Charles Strange. And I, of course, me and Larry Kleeman went crazy in his, in his office down there in the Rayburn building in Washington, D.C. The, the police came, the security guards came, and um, 
why wouldn't you let me ask questions? Because I read the 1,300 pages over and over again, you know? And uh, then a week before, he said none of the parents could ask questions. Only uh, the people that come to the debriefing will be able to come. And uh, none of the congressmen or senators read the parents' questions, except for, except for from Florida, Mr. Micah. He read the questions the parents wrote in. The other ones, they didn't. They just said, you know, about the cremation, and he was burned, and then and the proof was he wasn't burned. But Mr. Micah from Florida, God bless him, he retired, but uh, he was, you know, why are we putting the elite team in the world in the 1963 Chinook helicopter in the Tangine Valley, the Taliban stronghold, knowing that? You know, it's so big. August 6, 2011, two days later, McRaven leaves, Petraeus leaves, 12 three- and four-star generals and admirals leave that month after Extortion 17, Michael and the guys get killed. If that don't set, tell you something right there, you know. So, uh, yeah, Jason Chaffetz, uh, he, sw- he swayed it the other way. Uh, somebody got to him, uh, you know, to say, you know, all the Gold Star parents can ask the questions except for Mr. Strange. That's, uh, you know, that, that was sad. And then, and then what they did was a slap in the face. Uh, me and my wife actually got into the Pentagon. Um, congressman here in Philadelphia got us into the Pentagon. And we weren't allowed to bring any other um, gold stars or Larry Clayman. And Gary Reed was there when Jason Chavis put on his horse and pony show. And um, we go to the Pentagon as Gary Reed and three admirals and one general. And we're talking inside the Pentagon and um, I'm telling them about the 1,300 pages. I said, well, they knew. Mr. Reed, I said uh, they were under the trees, like 30 of them with motorcycles, RPGs, cell phones, and there was someone's top of the roof. He goes, no, you can't believe everything you read, da-da-da-da-da, on the internet, Mr. Strange. I said, no. And he started talking over me. And I pulled out, I mean, you didn't think I bought any papers with me. I said, here you go, it's, it's an Exhibit 89. It's right here. And they all started looking at it. You know what he says to me? Where'd you get this at? And then I stood up, I was going to grab him by the neck, and two guys with machine guns grabbed me. And I had to go outside for a water and uh, a cigarette at the time. I come back in, my wife's yelling at him, and uh, we calmed down, and uh, I showed him some other exhibits about, about uh, the guy they were supposed to be after was Quarry Tahir, and, you know, he knew. The bad guy, the Taliban guy, knew. He was moving from village to village. They all know. And I said to him, there was no lighting that night in the TNT Valley. There was no fires, right? They don't have electricity there, right? So always, always year-round, they have a fire pit out front. That night, August 6th, no cultural lighting. Everybody in the village knew it, in the TNT Valley knew. And... Um, you know what Gary Reed said to me? He was Chuck Hagel's right-hand man. You know what he says? I didn't read the 1,364 pages. I read the 25-page report. That's 30 men died. You couldn't take the time to read the 1,300 pages. You read the 25-page report. So it, it was just, a, you know, a slap in the face, rip my heart out. You know, I struggle every day. Nothing's worse than buried a child, you know. Um, Charles, what what do you, what do you think happened uh, that day? Uh, why do you, why was why why were these men uh, why were these men killed? Why were they were they sacrificed? Were they, was it a payoff? What, what why why did we lose? Why was your son uh, why was your son killed? Well. I think it, it has to do with all the corruption, with Karzai, the money, the poppy. Anybody in America that lost a kid to an overdose should be part of this. Um, I believe all the scams by the Obama administration and Joe Biden that was going on. Uh, I believe Michael and them were going to talk. When he grabbed me after the Bin Laden raid 
and he said, Dad, you won't believe what's going on in this country. My son was the my son was the best cryptologist in the world. I don't say that because he's my son. They gave him the National Intelligence Medal of Valor at the NSA building. Only wow. seventeen have been given out in the history of America since World War Two and the Wind Talkers. And um, he knew, you know. He knew. That's why I, I always try to get in touch with Edward Snowden. You know, they knew. They knew. Everybody thought Edward Snowden was a coward, a traitor. That's the only way Edward Snowden would have lived, is to do what he did. And my son was stationed in Hawaii. You know, I've been under the pineapple fields in Hawaii with my son. You know, what, what's going on with the with these people down in Washington, D.C., and, and these... Uh, Deep state of people, uh, you see, we were all quarantined. Nobody was allowed out at 8 o'clock at night, you know, hitting with the uh, coronavirus and, and what's going on here in America. So I believe my son and them guys, because Michael wasn't the only one to talk about it well. Another SEAL Team 6 guy left a will in the freezer. Another SEAL Team 6 guy had his whole family come down to what it used to be their secret base in Virginia. Told Leon Panetta bought uh, 50 people from Hollywood to make the movie Zero Dark Thirty. You know, that's a whole other story. Like, Leon Panetta, Secretary of Defense said, Oh, I thought they had clearance. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, but other men, you know, they, they talked about a will too. And these men were part of the, you know, killing Osama bin Laden. And then 93 days later, they all get killed like that. Not all of them are dead. You know, not all of them. But uh, I think my son and them were, were going to expose the corruption that was going on. Is That's there, why I got killed. Are they talking about their own will, or are they talking about another will? What are they talking about? They were talking about life insurance will. Their own will. They, and what they laid out, you know. And he never talked about a will before. Eight years in the military. Four years with SEAL Team 6. After the Bin Laden raid, he comes home and starts talking about a will. Another guy starts talking about a will. So he you, knew somebody was was setting him up. So Charles, yes, Charles, you you think you think somebody was paid off? Somebody somebody received that life insurance of your from your your brother your son's head? Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Because we didn't get it. We tried. We, uh, we and Larry Clayman was on that one too, trying to get us some answers about that. We got we got the fifty thousand dollars, me, and then his mother got fifty thousand. But he had seven hundred fifty thousand dollars life insurance too, which we never seen. So there's so many questions. You got to buy the book, Relentless. I'm telling you, I got the questions in there. I got some of the thirteen hundred sixty four pages. You know, we're from Philly. Uh, you know. And anybody check out michaelstrangefoundation.org or Michael Strange Facebook, message me up, hit me up. Any questions you have, I put some of the 1,300 pages on, on uh, Facebook. I was shut down on Facebook, for, for not just for showing pages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, I'm a construction worker. I'm a gold star filer, you know? I mean, uh, they... <laughs> Putin still got his Twitter account, right? Don't that tell you something right there? Trump didn't get his Twitter account. He got his taken down. You tell me there ain't corruption going on in America? So you take away the gold standard in 71 as Nixon did, and then men like your son become the new gold standard. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, you have a comment on that, Charles? I believe you, you're hitting it right out of the house. That's right. You know, it was a, tra a trade-off. It was, you know, they took it out. They took them guys out. Um, this was, happened. Go ahead. You had something to finish that thought. August 6, 2011. 30 men died. 30 Americans died. And bought the word, dog. You know. Um, what were they going to talk about? But I was just saying all, all the corruption that's going on in America. For my son to, to act like the way he did after he came home after the Bin Laden raid, he never acted like that. He, you know what I mean? 
And Charles, this happened. Uh, this happened about a year or so. I'm not looking at the dates uh, specifically, but uh, Chris Pirano as a former guest on this show. He was involved in Benghazi. Something happened there in Benghazi. I don't know if there's a correlation at all uh, or not, but uh, some of these other men that uh, are still alive, uh, do they? Do, do you think they lack the courage to, to, to speak out? What, what do you think they might know that, that might help this cause move forward, Charles? Well, I met, I met Tonto at a barbecue uh, at a friend's house, and he told me to talk to Johnny Marquez. Um, Man Pads, he's seeking missiles uh, with Benghazi. Uh, Man Pads are mentioned in the 1300 pages, he's seeking missiles, um, which means you know, you could be blind and, and you shoot up a, a missile, it's going to go into the engine of the helicopter or the plane. Um, who trades them? Hillary Clinton. She stepped in. She would sell anybody on any corner uh, man pads and, and, and guns and ammunition. Whether what what side you're in, what side you're on, she she's evil. Evil to talk about. So the demand man pads are mentioned. Leon Panetta's name's mentioned in the thirteen hundred page. Gentleman asked, "How how far does it go?" And he first he said Petraeus, he said over his head. Then he says Leon Panetta, he says over his head. It went all the way to the top. And this is General Cole when he did his two week investigation, asking him. And it's it's right there in black and white. I wasn't military, you know, but being from from Philadelphia. You know, reading reading between the lines. I mean, you could see. So, the questions are there. And Charles, what 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 happened to uh, Michael Flynn at this time? Of course, we know that he was pardoned by President Trump. What was uh, what was Flynn's involvement in, in this that you know of? If you, if you know, none none that I know of. Um, I know he was uh, on. I don't, I never talked to General Flynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen something recently with uh, Larry Clayman. He'd brought that name up somehow. They're circling in with this uh, Jason Chavitz or Chavitz, uh, and and I just I haven't been able to pinpoint, and certainly I haven't asked the general that um, question because this is a new. It, frankly, it's a new story to me. I've gone into Benghazi, and uh, this week I'm getting into. Um, a Green Beret story that had something happened in Niger in 2017. Uh, a Green Beret named Black, his widow, Michelle Black, bringing, bringing this cover-up uh, to light. But, um, you know, as Americans and everyday Americans such as myself, it's, it's, cer- it's, simply, uh, it's simply incredibly worrisome that, uh, that these cover- cover-ups are happening. Uh, what's, the next, what's the next step forward for you, Charles? Uh, and I thank you for doing the work that you do, and I thank you for – uh, pushing forward uh, this cause uh, from your son, what a what a wonderful asset he was to to his country, and 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 he remains so through you. Uh, so thank you for for continuing to deliver that. Um, what's the next uh, next move forward for you? What's what's the next uh, what, what's the next victory you need to achieve? I believe with the uh, three hundred fifty four gold stars we have about these contractors that have been there for twenty years, giving money to uh, the Taliban and all them uh, ISIS and people over there. They actually have checks written, and and one check's name has guess whose name's on it. Quarry Tahir, the guy they were after. You know, are you kidding me? You and now you. Uh, just from hearing me right now, if that don't make you scratch your head, how come American contractors that are over there that are supposed to rebuild the schools and make them uh, a democracy are getting checks from the contractors, not to, you know, mess with their equipment or what else or let them work? You tell me there ain't something wrong. And then it, to look at the companies and then look at some of these congressmen and senators, they all have stocks in, the con- in, in these contracting companies that are over there. So my next move is to bring some of these guys up and uh, at least the electric chair, I would think they killed my son, right? 
That's right. Prison for life, you know. Or just let a couple gold star dads get them and end up with them. That's all I'm saying. You know, you got to be kidding me for the money. Now, they were charging for 10 miles of black asphalt. 10 miles of black asphalt. $12 million, the contractor. <laughs> and then what he would do was sub it off for $4 million to another contractor and then pay off the people in Washington, D.C. and line his pockets. You have to be, you know, there's, you know, there's something wrong here. Somebody has to be held accountable. Somebody has to go to jail. Period. Um, there's so many unanswered questions, and, and it's in the 1300 page. How about the eight Afghans that were on the helicopter? Why didn't General Cole ask question anybody from the Afghans? How come he didn't talk to anybody from their military? He, he publicly said that. It's in 1300 pages. He never asked no, nobody from uh, the Afghan military or Karzai. They even had, when we went to Dover, and they, and they came with all the coffins, there was Afghan um, flags over the Afghan helicopter, over the Afghan um, coffins, and uh, we said, what are they doing here? And they actually told us we made a mistake. We had to call the, people, the parents from the Afghans because we don't know who they are. You don't know who they were? Because before the helicopter took off, eight Afghans got off, eight different Afghans got on. Like a few minutes before Extortion 17 took off. And their names ain't on the manifest. Who okayed that? You know, anybody just now, you want to go to Tangine Valley, look for quarries out here, who's really just a third level uh, target. Uh, He wasn't no high value target. You know, so my 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 next is a congressional hearing. Hopefully, we get uh, somewhere with the uh, 354 Gold Star parents down there in Washington D.C. October was the first case. Uh, like I said, we weren't allowed in because of COVID, and they wouldn't even let me come down into the courtroom on Zoom. Hmm. You believe that? They wouldn't let me come in when I'm on Zoom. I said, well, you're going to catch COVID through the TV now. Who knows, right? Here's another thing that's huge. Here's another thing that's huge. There was three eyes in the sky, right? Watching everything that goes on. All the eyes were in the sky when they went in to kill Bin Laden. But the three eyes in the sky all went out when our sons got killed. Friggin' dear Jeffrey Cole that did the investigation said they all had a glitch in them. Does that sound familiar? All the, all, the, all the cameras had a glitch in them? Epstein, the guy, his pimp that just died, all in the, in the prison, all the cameras went out. All three eyes in the sky had a glitch in them. 130 Americans died August 6, 2011. And let me ask you this, Charles. The, 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 order, the order to put all of the assets in one helicopter where did that come from? Right. Who made the call? There was another helicopter behind Extortion 17. Empty. Why would you put everybody in one helicopter? And how did they get all the guys in there? The first that was all over the world. Everybody had the news. because my, my friend's wife lives in another country and she knew about my son. That, uh... 30 30 Americans died. And uh, the the theme of the story, August 6th, when it came out on television and the the radios, that it was a rescue mission for the Rangers. So I know my son, Yellow, he's hurt down the street. He's running out the front door to help you, help me, you know what I mean? So they all jumped in the helicopter. And uh, two days after that, on national TV all around the world, they said they were after a high-value target quarries out here. But that's how they got them in the helicopter. They said the Rangers were pinned down. And you know why they changed the narrative, the storyline? Because the Rangers came out and spoke and said, we weren't in any trouble. We had eight of the Taliban caught. I talked to a couple of the Rangers. Some of them will talk, some won't talk. Some call, call me from a different phone, different voice. Uh, some won't go, they won't go on the air. So, yeah. Your son, your, your son was, 
part of the Bin Laden raid uh, uh, or the compound raid that killed Bin Laden. Is that correct? Yes. Your son, uh, did he physically see uh, the body of Bin Laden dead? He didn't talk about it. He kept everything close to the back. He called called me April 15th, right around there, right before they went into Bin Laden raid. He called me. He said, yo, Dad, you're not going to hear from me for two weeks. Everything's getting shut down. I said, what are you talking about? And me and him had our own code because of the ears listening in. And uh, the code was always, our affiliates when that means dad, don't ask me no, no more questions. And uh, I kept trying to pump a cool question, you know, trying to get some answers out of him. And then he finally said, dad, if something happens, you're going to hear about it. It's going to be big. I got to go. I love you. I'll see you. I'll be home for my birthday. And, uh. He came over for his birthday after the Bin Laden raid, and that's when he grabbed me by the bicep. He said, Dad, you wouldn't believe what the heck's going on. With some, a couple other words, of course, what's going on in this country, and started pacing. I, I never seen my son like that before. And then to tell everybody about a will, that, you know, some, he didn't say somebody setting him up. He just said, I just want you to know this, this, this. And that weekend, he left early on Sunday. He would never leave early on Sunday. Leave, you know, leave his brother and sisters and, and us, you know. And uh, sure enough, uh, 93 days after the Bin Laden raid, they were set up and killed. And then, but 13 months after that was Benghazi. No coincidence. You know, these, these people, uh, no heart, no souls. I mean, today I truly believe in, uh, you know, they're going to have the answers of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, you know. But, uh, and I got a lot of questions for him too, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of questions, a lot, nobody held it, kind of, it just keeps going on. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll close out here with Charles Strange, and Charles, I appreciate the time. Uh, I want you to give some final final comments for listeners in regards to the life of your son and his contributions. Um, and uh, bef- before you do that, though, I- I'd like you to I'd like you to basically give your assessment of what's happening in your country today. What's going on? Well, I believe uh, that, and, and I know you know. Communism's coming here. Socialism's coming here. Um, I had a friend uh, just get back from Poland, and uh, Navy SEAL friend of mine, and uh, he said what he fought for against there, against Russia, is coming here. Uh, what I believe, uh, I believe the COVID was uh, definitely uh, chemical warfare. Uh, everything else they could have wrapped their hands around, you, you know, to, to get out the right to, to stop it. Uh, I believe our country's in big, big, big troubles. And I, I'm not just talking about the gas prices. I'm talking about our borders, our freedoms. When you threaten a gold star father for asking questions, whose son gave the ultimate sacrifice for our country and our freedoms, that we're in big trouble here in America. Uh, do I believe uh, Obama, Biden, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, are are part of it? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I got the proof. It's written right here in black and white. Um, they want a one world order. That's what I think. They could buy with the currency, you know. Um, I think we're in big trouble in America and what's going on. They, they want rich and poor. They don't want any middle class, you know, uh, and, and to know where you're going. I mean, they're getting rid of everything's going to be digital. You're getting trying to get rid of your money. Everything's going to be crypto. When nothing's wrong with crypto, but right now all of a sudden it's in the market and then buy just sign something like that. They're going to know where you are, where you're going, who, how much money you got. Who, that's not freedom. That's communism. Where you can go, who you can talk to, what sign you can't. Unless, of course, you know, you're anti for Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, 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 the cops are the bad guys. Are you kidding me? 
one world order. That's what I believe is going on here. Uh, so I think I think that's happening in our country right today. Uh, and and then everything with the you know God bless you know uh, boys wanting to be girls, girls wanting to be boys. Where where's all this coming from? Right. Like I understand, you know, homosexuality and all that, but to be putting it on every radio station, every TV station in America, like, you gotta be kidding me. There's something wrong here. So, I, we stand up. I mean, I, I speak at the Berks County Patriots, Lehigh Valley Tea Party. We got our own crew here in Philadelphia. We fight against communists. I mean, our, our district attorney here in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner. He was hired by George Soros, who put hundreds of thousands of dollars to get him in there. George Soros put, what, 15 different district attorneys in cities? And Larry Krasner's first uh, statement on television four years ago, we're going to start locking up more police. If you don't tell me there's something wrong, you know? So I believe that uh, our country's in big trouble and people got to start to stand up and... Uh, the, the mail-in bells was definitely, uh, it was the rig. Pennsylvania was red, you know, so. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a guy that's been on the show that's working working with that uh, voter fraud issue there. His name is Senstrom, Greg Senstrom. Let me know if you want the introduction. Be happy to make that for you. And um, uh, Charles, uh, just if you would, just leave some, uh, thank you again for your time. Leave, leave some final comments for listeners, some final thoughts. I wish everybody in America right now knows a gold star family is defined by losing a loved one killed in action at the time of war. That's what a gold star is. Uh, I get introduced. This is Charles Strange, gold star father. People go, hey, congratulations. It's it's something. We're in a boat that nobody wants to be in. There's nothing worse in the world than burying a child. And, uh, I want all your listeners, if they could, please check out uh, Michael Strange Facebook, michaelstrangefoundation.org. We have PayPal. And and buy my book. If you're interested in about what's going on, it's called Relentless, Gold Star Fowler's Pursuit of the Truth. It's only $20. It's at Barn- online. You can get it online at Barnes & Noble. Um, you know, we need your support. You can look at videos at the Michael Strange Foundation, what we did, bringing the parents in, meeting each other. Uh, you know, the struggle, it's a piece of my heart's missing since that day. And uh, I have all the children and a piece of their heart's missing, too. Everybody misses the big brother, Michael, and their friends. I mean, how it affects everybody. You know, Michael, you know, me and the wife, the grandparents, everybody's got four brothers and sisters. Everybody's got six good friends. I mean, the list goes on. We lost in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Africa. We lost over 9,000 men. And then... Those guys that were in Iraq, Afghanistan, and over there fighting for our freedoms, 22 a day from the stuff they've seen. You know, and we bring some, we bring them parents in too, because their son didn't go over to the Middle East thinking about killing themselves. You know, what they've seen over there and what they went through over there, uh, God, you know, God bless them parents too. We, we bring them parents in for some healing too, the Michael Strange Foundation.org. And, uh, I can't thank you enough for having me on. Uh, we appreciate the support, and we appreciate you talking about it. Because we've been shut down many times. Like I said, check us the NSA, Judge Leon, he called it Orwellian State. Then we, then we went again with three courts, the Superior Court, three judges in Washington, D.C. You know, and they just changed the law. So, Father of Michael Strange, PO1, Navy SEAL, uh, Michael Strange, Charles Strange, Charles Strange, thank you very much for joining the show. Um, and I look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us the exposure and, and letting people know that uh, freedom's not free. Thank you so much, my friend. Freedom is not three, free. Uh, I think you hit it on the head there. Um, and let me, let, me, let me just go back here, folks. Let me, let me, let me, let me just go back. Uh, I never, I never made the decision to join any of the armed forces, uh, a couple different reasons. First off, and most, most importantly, I suppose, from my perspective, 
is, uh, is, 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 I think, I think violence is a, is a, is a, is a weak form of mental processing. Okay. Period. But, but first and foremost, I, I am a man of conviction and I will defend myself and I will certainly defend my country. And I do believe in the second amendment. And I do believe in an incredibly strong army because if you don't defend and protect yourself and your loved ones, then you will be invaded. And we are on the doorstep of that happening in the United States. I'm not saying that's within 24 hours. I'm not saying it's been 24 years. I'm not saying it's within a century. I don't know if and when that will happen in our lifetimes or, 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 or whatnot. And I'm not implying anything. I'm not implying any type of physical altercation either. But we'll continue to say this. The primary reason I did not join uh, when I did not join the, 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 the Marines or the armed forces was because I didn't believe in the Iraq war. I believe that was Bush's oil war, and I didn't believe in it. Now, in 2022, like many former and current soldiers, that war is now here on the land we call our country. And Charles said it no better than socialism. This is socialism. Freedom is not free. And socialism is here, folks. And this is nothing new. This has been a century in the planning and development. So then, let me go down the finance wars. Because if you you are going to manipulate a society or a government or a company, the way you manipulate them is financially. John Perkins, The Confessions of an Economic Hitman, he's one of the first guests I had on this program, speaks about how the CIA does exactly that in foreign countries. So if you pull back and look at a country as a company, and you look at all of the different products that that company produces from their primary natural resources, but also scientific resources and whatnot, chemical resources, maybe synthetic, um, that country then becomes a company. And you can control that company by controlling its currency, its economy. That is exactly what the United States has fallen victim to. And this is why this country is on a crash course to be destroyed. Because it is unable at this moment to pull itself up and out of this debt stranglehold. The United States government, federal government in D.C. has a what, just about a $30 trillion federal debt? As a taxpayer, you should be livid. You should be down at your city hall meeting, uh, city hall, as frequently as you possibly can. You should be writing to your uh, local uh, and state and federal uh, leaders uh, as often as you possibly can. You should be absolutely outraged at the state of your economic well-being as a federal government. As a, as, a, as a government that supposedly works for you. It does nothing then want to blind, rob you blind, in my opinion. Because it is subservient to what is known as the deep state, which runs its veins through the city of London, which is not English. It's not part of the United Kingdom. It's sovereign and separate from the United Kingdom as it is a Roman banking mechanism. Yes, all roads lead to Rome, the Vatican. And I'm not saying that they stopped there at the Vatican. They certainly run it, run their way through Basel, Switzerland, as I've mentioned to you before, before they get to the Vatican. But they do at least pivot at old royal families, if you will, crown families, such as the Medici, the Alderbandini, the Orsini. And this is all public information that you can find as long as you dig. Uh, on uh, uh, on on your your internet or in your or in your libraries, definitely better in your libraries because your internet's censored. Um, that's what I have to say. I thank Michael for his service, Michael Strange. Thank you very much um, for defending uh, what is known as freedom in this country and the Constitution that we must fight for to retain and the Bill of Rights that we live by. Uh, these are these are our rights. Ladies and gentlemen, if you live in the United States, uh, so thank you for SEAL Team Six. Thank you to um, uh, uh, thank you to the loved ones and the family that were aboard that had uh, family aboard that uh, 
that Chinook that, that went down that day, August 6th, 2011. And uh, in support, support Charles on his cause. Uh, like I said, Larry Clayman is a former guest of mine. So I know Larry from that, uh, from that, from that perspective. And he does, he does fine work. Uh, there needs to be a change. There needs to be a revolt of sorts. You must, you must, you must get angry. You must be angry enough to make a change. And I'm not saying make a, 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 a violence. Violence does not need to take place. Uh, nobody wants violence. I don't want violence. Nobody wants violence. But change must take place. The United States Constitution does not need to be changed. It just needs to be upheld. And the only way to uphold it is for you to get involved, like Charles and others, with your lawmakers and make sure that they uphold those rights. Otherwise, I completely agree with Charles, and the United States will fall and it will be folded into something called the United Nations. So until uh, until next week, actually uh, until next uh, this coming Sunday, which is when I'm going to uh, bring on Michelle Black uh, and talk about her book, Sacrifice. Quote, I often say I'd prefer to hear an ugly truth than a beautiful lie. In the year following my husband's death, I was told plenty of both. Michelle Black, at the beginning of Sacrifice, relating to Gold Star Widow's search for the truth behind her husband's death, this raw and illuminating memoir bears witness to the true sacrifices made by military families. And this this will be the uh, subject uh, this coming Sunday. What that what you what, what you should what you should be walking away with here, folks. What you should be walking away with now from listening to Charles speak, and from anticipating listening to Michelle speak, or you do your research and listen to other platforms she's already spoke on. Um, listening to if you haven't already, please go back to those Chris Pirano episodes I've done with him about Benghazi. If if you walk away with nothing else than this, then walk away with this. Your defense mechanism, whereas your military, is crumbling. It's being destroyed. It has been infiltrated from within, i.e. Uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who joined this show. Um, it has been infiltrated. It is crumbling. It is being destroyed. And if you want to save it, which means saving your country and your rights and your freedom as you know it, if you want those things to happen, you must take a stand and you must have your voice heard. Until next time with Michelle Black, the Sunday folks, Zine Trottier for Discussion of Truth. Be awesome.